This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to Missed Apex iRacing Podcast. Let's get faster. Welcome to Missed Apex iRacing Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Spanners Ready. This is a podcast where we talk about iRacing from a hobbyist point of view. So not following a tournament, but just trying to enjoy our hobby better. We talk about equipment, how to get faster, how to expand our horizons in iRacing. The answer to all those questions is money. So here to tell us how best to acquire a bunch of money is Dory. How's it going? Dory Tabachnik. Hello, everyone. My name is Dorian, and this is how you do an intro. All right. You're teaching me how to do yes, an intro. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So you didn't rate my intro, is what you're saying? No. Oh, okay. No. Right, no. okay. Terrible. That's fine. Well, how do you rate iRacing's plans in the future? There's a new car and a new game mode, both of which I am skeptical of. There's talk of a F... Yeah, I am skeptical. F1 car and rain. Both of those, I think, aren't going to work. Tell you me. call it a game mode. Rain, a game mode. It's a simulator. Sim mode. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Do I lose Surprise. iRacing points? Uh, we just lost all our viewers. Oh, all ten of them. But look, they're, they're <laughs> going to do the F1 car. They've, uh, there's a lot of talk about them collaborating with the Mercedes F1 team. So yes. you figure they're going all out for detail. Here's my worry. Modern Formula One cars are A, horrendously complicated, and B, have a halo on them which isn't going to be good for you flatheads. But let's start with how we think the car will will drive. It's going to be awfully complicated. They've got to strip that down. I really hope they... I mean, the best way to solve it, because I'm, I'm looking at it from a, from, a, from a sim racer's point of view. I don't want the most realistic car. I don't, I don't need that. I need a car that's fun to drive. Yeah. And, you know, somehow related to physics in the real, in real world. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the best way to do that is have a fix series. If they do a fix series for these cars, twenty thirty minutes fix setup, no tire, no tire choice, no fuel strategy, just have the odd DRS button, and you're good. And that will simplify things for a lot of people and make the the series way more popular than I think it would be. Okay, but if they start saying, and I know there's fixed engine modes now, but if for example. They started talking about fixed engine modes. You started having to play with all the dials 
I'm, oh god yeah that's such a turnoff that yeah. is such a turnoff for me it's it's so much work I, imagine how much work and how much practice an f1 driver has to do to adapt himself to these systems and how much how many en- engineers are behind him trying to do all those things yeah. and then help him out with it and yeah, exactly yes. exactly and do you remember at some point i think it was 2015 or they they made a rule where the engineers were no longer able to help the drivers during the F1 race and there was a race at Baku where they were trying to get Lewis Hamilton he'd nudged like a dial or something and they were trying to get him to 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 put it back but without telling him how to do it Nico <laughs> Rosberg had a similar situation but he had to just revert back to where he was before so Lewis Hamilton starts going fine I'm just going to start hammering all the buttons then and his engineer is going no 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 please don't do that and that rule <laughs> that rule got quickly rescinded because you can't drive an F car without an engineer. We're not going to have engineers in our sim. So they've, they've got to make it, you know, kiss. They've got to keep it simple, stupid a, a bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's there's a group of people, there's like a cult following that really wants to dial into it. Mm. And, and, and I, I understand it. I respect that. If they want to, you know, fully simulate that scenario where you have to calculate fuel and strategy and change engine modes and, and, and whatever, then fine, by all accounts, go ahead and do that. But if they want everyone to be driving F1 cars, they have to dumb it down for us. Okay, well, what about tyre wear? Because at the moment, you can only really tell the tyre wear from feeling it, I guess. But you can um, go to the pits if you fully pit in and you can see the percentage. But tyre wear is so vital. Are we going to have like an AWS predictive graphic telling us where our tire wear is at because that's that's going to be difficult to manage well if if that's something that the drivers have access to in real time then yes we should have access to that no, as i don't well. think they do if they don't then we shouldn't either i think the whole point of iRacing is having the most realistic racing experience overall i mean you can nitpick and say this is not as good mm. and this is not as good but that's their aim if that's their their aim then we shouldn't get that data as well but we already have the McLaren. Was it the 2015 F1 car? Yeah. And whenever I, so. I, I bought that for the experience of it, and it was yeah, it's fun and it's crazy fast and that's great. But I, I don't think I would do very well in a race, and it's really poorly populated as well. So is this going to be another like a white elephant? Well, I, I think it's. I think a lot of people like driving that car. I think it's a lot of fun to drive, especially after they updated it. About six months back, I think, something like that. Okay. But uh, before that, it was god-awful. But it, it's still not exactly there from what I'm hearing. But it's much better. But it's just too complicated. Mm. It, there's to, too much work. So it turns people off. It's too advanced. And it's A-class, so it dilutes a lot of the potential drivers. Ah, uh, that's a good point as well. But here, like Ramex, in your uh, one of this is one of yours, I think, because you invited your Discord yeah. over. <laughs> Ramex says uh, it's um, IndyCar is more fun, actually. So, do we have a point where we will now have three uh, quote unquote top end, top end of motorsport cars? We've got the IndyCar, we're going to have the McLaren and the modern F1 car. If you're the sort of person looking to do that kind of thing, we've now got a really diluted field. Like you, you've got to think they've either got to delete two of them or make sure that they never run at the same time. Well, I'm quite certain the McLaren will get retired. So uh, oh, okay. there's, they specifically said they're bringing in the 2021 
uh, Mercedes F1 car and the 2022 Mercedes F1 car. I know mm. the models of those, but th- those are the years. So before the new regs and after the new regs. So I'm, I'm thinking they'll start with a 2021 car and they'll bring that in softly. Maybe they'll do a fixed series and then we'll do a proper hardcore series. That's what I'm hoping. That's the right way of doing it, in my opinion. Mm. Doing a fixed series for the 2021 car because it's dead. It's no longer competing. Do like a fixed, simple 20, 30-minute series. And then when the 2022 car comes out, do a full blast one hour race or fully simulated race with 50, 60, 70, 80 laps uh, per race with all the strategy involved and have, you know, have a proper, have proper esports support. Mm. So people will actually have ah. the engineers. And, yeah. And that's a good point, actually, because the branding will really be there, won't they? Like, here's a modern, recent Formula One car. If then Formula One or Mercedes start running esports stuff with it, that's got to be good for that. That makes business sense, I suppose. Oh yeah, and iRacing is the the perfect platform for that because if you look at any simulators, uh, any broadcast from any simulator, iRacing is clearly uh, visually the most appealing in terms of how the cars move and react to each other and into the track. Obviously, uh, more modern sims have better graphics, but in terms of how everything works together, how the net code is built and the cars hmm. smoothly going through the corner and accelerating, decelerating. You can clearly see the potential there. And I think that's what Mercedes are trying to do right now. Quick diversion, because you're talking about what it looks like on the broadcast stream. Yeah. The thought occurred to me, I don't think we've mentioned it on this show, but they slightly, they seem to adjust the net code a little bit. I've noticed it in the F3 where, really? yeah, there's a lot more incidents of the cars overlapping and then not being punished, like not having damage. Well, obviously, you still get the netcode, but in general, on a broadcast, I would rather a bit of netcode than the cars like being inside each other, which looks super unrealistic. Yeah, or jittering around yeah. each other, like moving unrealistically, just, you know, rubber banding. Rubber banding is the worst for me. I, that's the, you know, that's the only reason I'm not on ACC, because... As you drive behind a car, it will move forwards and backwards uh, without any relation to its speed, just the the, the lag to the server. Oh, I so, see. Uh, yeah. that, that doesn't visually, it doesn't happen in iRacing. It happens on the back end, but it doesn't happen visually. So it remains realistic throughout. Mm, yeah, that's, it was just a quick diversion because I just noticed that in F3 in particular, it was a little bit more forgiving. So... You might have a netcode. That's a good thing because yeah. netcode used to be terrible in F3. It, it, it might still spin you off or move you as if there's contact, but it doesn't like just fling your rear wing off anymore. Oh, and, yeah. and the damage in general just seems to be a little more forgiving. So you you know you can have your zero X and and crack on and do stuff. But yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to divert uh, too far. Uh, Lukash in our live chat makes a really good point that iRacing could do with some newer European open wheel cars, Formula Renault 2.0. 3 and 3.5 are quite outdated now because the yeah. Formula 3 is, uh, I, d- I didn't actually realize quite how, how old that was. I was comparing it to, to modern F3, but then in my head when I watch F3, I never thought, where's that giant side pod? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like the F3. I love the way it drives. I love the way it feels relatively planted compared to the Formula Renault 2.0. So I, I'm, not, I'm not too phased by the fact that it's a, a few years out of date. But I'm glad you were saying that they're thinking of retiring the McLaren. If you look at the other end of the single-seaters, you've got the Formula V and the Skippies together. Yeah. 
But the, the Formula V is really popular. Like, you will get 10, 15 splits of a night. Yeah, anything that's rookie is going to be popular. But the Miata, the MX-5 is still more popular, which is understandable. They're tougher cars, and they're a bit easier to drive on the limit. The uh, Formula V has a tendency to have a lot of snap oversteer on entry, and that, yeah. that catches a lot of people out because they don't know how to win or apply the throttle to save themselves steering with the throttle. But it also makes it a very good school. Yeah, I, I've been dropping in and doing some some Formula V recently. Been able to hold my own in there. It's been it's been good fun. There's some real competitive nice. races, but it's a it's a completely different driving style. It's much more like a road car in in many ways. Bear with me. Like you have to like get rid of your speed. Don't touch the gears. Don't touch the gear. Don't touch the gear. And then when you're ready to start pulling away, then think about the gear you're going in. And also the change up points in the gears are very different as well. So like that whole relationship between the gearing and accelerating and braking is is very finely balanced and and you get it wrong and it goes around or you end up just going straight forward into a corner. Yeah, uh, because it's such a light car, any any, uh, sudden shift in uh, the weight the weight transfer mm. has a huge impact. So the you you slam on the brakes or you even lift off the hull, and all of a sudden all the weight of the car is in front. Yeah, has nothing in the rear. the the the, the wheelbase is so short that you're basically run, driving a car around. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's it can get really really snappy. But I, it, it, I'm a fun. fan. I really like it. I think um, I know I know you're a flathead. I know, but in VR as well, it really you. The thing I like about it is you could imagine that as a midlife crisis, you go and get yourself a Formula V <laughs> car, don't you? Once the kids are gone That's to uni, really, I would love to drive that thing in real yeah, life. That yeah. seems like so much fun. Actually, if it's real life and I've got a choice between the V and the MX Five, I'll, I'll take my my roll cage and my metal box. Really? I'd, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Don't think, well, I, I, I would try to shove my fat ass into that bucket, <laughs> into that bathtub. At 25, I'll definitely take that Formula V and I will give it a spanking round of track. Oh, you got kids now. Yeah, I've got a dog. I've got kids. Dog. I'm I want a Formula V. And also, I'm invested, <laughs> I'm invested in myself. At, at 25, you're like, ah, YOLO, tomorrow will never come. At 41, <laughs> I've put so much time and effort into this existence. You know this existence and this <laughs> this frame. I'm quite attached to it now. I would I would not like to be suddenly dead from a Formula V. I, I think they're quite safe now. Well, they're they... based on a like a '60s Beetle, so probably not. Mm. But they're they're pretty slow. And if you run it on an open track with, you know, like Donington, for example, yes, that could work. So uh, another diversion again. We're going to roll back to the F1 car and the rain, but a, a five minute diversion. Because we're talking about mortality and risk, Brad Philpot, who is a, a, a class champion at the Nordschleife at the VLN, and you've got the Nürburgring map behind you as well. So I'm you assuming do. you're a fan. He's been trying to get me out to watch some of his events, and I'm like, Germany, that's far. <laughs> I'm not sitting in a car all that way. Uh, but I've also resisted doing the Nürburgring on the sim as well because I just feel like it's too long. I, I would never learn it. I recently mm-hmm. had a stream with Brad. I'll link it in the show notes, where he coached me around the Nürburgring to teach me. I was in the McLaren GT3 car, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I In than the I McLaren? Thought. 
No, sorry, Mercedes GT3. Because oh, we were just we, that's not a learner's car, to no, McLaren. We were just talking about McLaren, weren't we? On the watch, <laughs> yeah. No, the GT3, which is my favourite, the the Mercedes GT3, which is my favourite. <clears throat> but he said one day I'm going to get you in the passenger seat for like a drive along around the Nurburgring, and that oh, wow. I kind of I was like, oh yeah, maybe until I did it in the sim. And seeing that track, there's no way I am going around that track at racing speeds as a driver or a passenger. Not a chance. That looks, it looks lethal. I would pay good money to do that. What, what are you talking about? You, well, you can literally you're, pay. You're in a race car. You got a roll cage. You got a professional driver. Just let him go. Really? I think. I, I heard it's terrifying in real life compared to the Sendel. Like the altitude changes, the sudden drops, the compressions, the, the G-forces that are, you know, pressed on you. It's insane. Like I have a, a, a good bunch of friends that are frequent visit frequent visitors there, and uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. By the way, you can pay Brad to to go and support him for one of his race weekends, and he always takes his supporters out for hot laps and stuff. So that's an actual, oh, really, like legitimate option. Would terrify me. What car does he drive? Uh, well, uh, nothing lined up at the moment, but he was driving, I think, in the third tier in a Peugeot. I think it was oh, a Peugeot okay. 306, but don't quote this me on that. A 306? Yeah. So this is like, he does RCN or VLN? VLN. VLN, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's like in, in, the, in the third tier? Yeah. Uh, three, 306 is insane. Yeah, it, it all seems very... really fun car. His videos look amazing there. from it. So he was the perfect coach to coach me around the Nürburgring. And, God, I mean, it's so long, but he was able to break it down into sections for me. We had an hour-long session, and with mm-hmm. every section, he had, like, little mnemonics to help me through. Like, okay, you're going to – this is the slowest part of the course. Now you're going into the pizza segment. Uh, you're going to go around this tree. And, do you know what I mean? It, all these kind of talking through. And after about mm-hmm. 40 minutes, I, it started to absorb into my head. And then I, I did, like, a consolidation practice earlier today, and I was able to sort of bimble around in about seven minutes – and know what to expect when I went yeah. around a corner. And actually, yeah, it's a really enjoyable challenge to just sit and do laps. I, I just can't imagine doing a race there. Like, what kind of races does iRacing offer around the Nürburgring? Well, we have the Nürburgring Endurance Series, where it's, uh, I think, once or twice a month. It's a seasonal thing, so there's like eight races per season. Don't catch me on that. I'm not entirely sure. But I frequently do those. Yeah. Three hours, uh, team event. You can do it solo. You can do it with a team. And, uh, yeah, those are a ton of fun. You can really? end up, uh, yeah. But looking at the track, it looks so narrow. Like, where do you overtake? Where do you race? Everywhere. <laughs> That's the beauty of oh, it. Oh, goodness. You can man. overtake everywhere. People say you can't overtake on Nordschleife. You can t- overtake everywhere on a Nordschleife. That's the entire point, especially if yeah. you're running a GT3 car and you're trying to overtake a, a Mazda MX-5 because mm. it is multi-class. Oh, okay. So you got GT3s. It's like VLN. So you got GT3s, you got GT4s, TCRs, and Mazda MX-5, and even the Porsche Cup, the old one for now, but they'll bring in the new one soon. So you got all kinds of speeds, all ki- all types of cars, <laughs> and you can end up going three wide some places. It's Oof. crazy. So when's the next one? one? When's the next one then? I'm not sure. I'm not wow. the schedule guy. Oh, really? I'll, have, uh, I'll reach out to my assistant. <laughs> I wish I had one of those. I wish I had one of I those. I don't have one. I think I could mine. be tempted. Now that I've got the track and now I've had some experience going I'll around I'll with it. you. Yeah? We'll be in a team yeah. because you, yeah. go, you go first, crash out in the first corner like you've said you do. No, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll do this proper. I'll take my Smurf out. 
Okay. Right? Oh, nice. We'll take, yeah. We'll take a nice, reasonable TCR or GT4, something that's quite or is relatively easy to drive. Three hours. Yeah, man. I'll do the first hour. I'll get rid of all the hazards, and you'll just you know I'll bimble get along. The track. I'll bimble along. Do the thing, and then you try and rescue us in the last hour. We've got Galliano. Uh, Galino says uh, the Porsche GT3 Cup was amazing at the oh, Nordschleife yeah. uh, a few weeks ago. I think I have the Porsche GT3. Is that the RSR? No, the RSR, so as I've got far the 9... as I know, is the GTE. Okay, so I've got the 911 as well. There, there's there's a bunch of them oh, out there. Okay. So you got the Cup car, which is almost a GT3 car, but without the uh, aids, so no traction control, no ABS, and a little bit less aerodynamics. That was insane a few weeks ago. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was really fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, alert me next time there's something going on at the Nürburgring because I will. I, have I dare the, you to do it with me. I have the track now. Now that you're a ringmeister, or let's go. Let's I'll just do it. I'll just enter as a one man team and crash out in the first couple of turns. No, I'm bringing my Smurf. We can kill people. It's fine. Right. So your Smurf recognized. is this your inventively named Smurf of? Dory Tabachnik <laughs> 2. Dory and Tabachnik 2. All right. Yeah, no one will know that's me. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> disguise. All right. Uh, phew, I may or may not use the occasional Smurf, but I have to pay for like four accounts to do our broadcast. Really? Yeah. And all the content for it as well, because I've got, I've got our video editor who does the broadcast, and we've got two commentators who need all the, the, the content as well. Wow. Yeah. So it's heavy. Yeah, the cash flies out of my pocket. But we do charge an entry fee for our main Missed Apex series. So that does. But I think if that's all going in, if I've put that work in, I get to use one of those accounts as a Smurf, don't I? Absolutely. Sure. You should do it. Yeah. I should, I'm in. I should I'm definitely in. start do it, doing it I'm now. I'm trying to get you to commit. You're not committing. You're backing out. I can see. So this always happens to me on on all forms of media, including radio. So you're interviewing a guest and like they've got a book out or something. And they're like, you, you must read this book and then you'll know this and how to do And I go, yeah, I definitely will. Oh, absolutely. I cannot wait to dive in. And they're like, shall I send you a copy? Oh, please do send me a copy. And I've got a stack of unread books from radio interviews. Or they go, you'll come and see my farm, won't you? I'm like, oh, definitely. In the moment, I kind of feel like I will. And then I never, ever do. I'm talking about something that's actually fun, though. Farms are fun. But yes, okay, yes. Farms are fun? I commit to doing something like that. But yeah, Nordschleifer, <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, what a challenge. Really enjoyed it. And uh, it's a hell yes. of a track. Yeah. It's oh. a hell of a hot lapping track too. You don't have to race it. It's mm. a lot of fun just on your own. racing the challenge of yeah. getting to know the track. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see. Maybe I'll abandon it. But I do want to experience that multi-class. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining carnage. I'll talk to Brad. We'll get his Smurf out. We'll get you. <laughs> and I'll jump in as well. Okay. We'll do a triple thing. Cool. I think we pretty much wrapped up the, the F1 thing. So let's um, circle back to rain. I'm petrified. It's, this is a terrible idea. So you've got the inside <laughs> line. You're not, it, is, it is a terrible idea. I'm sorry. Right. If you've got like the top end gear and you're in a direct drive wheel and motion sensors and you've got like a solid rig maybe maybe you can tease out the nuance of a drying track maybe you can max for stopping it feel for the non-rubbered in line but if you're on a g27 on a single laptop screen on your desk like i was doing when i started 
You're just guessing. I, I cannot see how rain is going to add to the iRacing verse. Well, it will, and for some people it won't, I'm sure. There's some people won't like it, but I don't think it will be mandatory in all series. I think if they'll be smart to kind of limit it to certain weeks, certain series. Mm. You know, week it's 13. not going to be everywhere. They can limit it to week 13 when <laughs> I'm having a paddy that I can't <laughs> run the content I've paid for. Run it then. <laughs> But I mean, what? What? I mean, what content would that suit? You can't put it in F three. F three is lunatics anyway. You'll kill the series if you have. And and will they have it so it's random? So like you turn up and it might be raining, it might not be. Or do you say right? This is a rain series. Like you can't do that. You can't. You can't do a rain series. Mm. And I think, in all honesty, a lot of people prefer if they do like a rain week. Like mm. this week, there's like a ninety five percent of rain in this series. <laughs> Just do it, in which Britain. is a mistake. Okay. Because they because iRacing follows real life weather. They track real life weather data. So it, we should have the same risk of rain that you do in real life. Okay, Dory. That's what makes racing exciting. No. Get no. over it. Yeah, you're sitting there in Israel all like smug, like, oh yeah, real chance life. You know, we're in Britain here. And like if you're doing you Donington, Donington, Snetterton, <laughs> Silverstone, there is about fifty-five percent average is the amount of days that have cloud cover. In Britain. Oh, God. It's, it's raining all the That's time. so depressing. Outside of, like, July and August, it's just raining all the time. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Do you think it will improve the experience and the racing experience? I, I can't see that it does. It adds a random element. Depends on what you're looking for. I, right? I, I, I want how it is now. I don't like change. I'm old. I'm old. Yeah, that, that is true. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm trying to advocate <laughs> for it, but I'm as worried as you are. Yeah. Like, I like the way things are right now, but you, you have to adapt. And if, mm. there's, if they have competitors that are doing rain, and if the user base are considering it as an advantage, they need to adapt and they need to bring it in. That's, so, you know, you, you, can't, you can't blame them. And, and the harder it is to drive, the better. Okay. Because that will teach you to become a better driver. So, in, in, in karting, and we do a lot right. of karting here at Mist Apex, I'm actually mm-hmm. reasonably competitive at our level, and I'm a small guy as well, so that helps. Um, yeah. As soon as there's rain on the track, like I may as well just pull over and stop. I, like, I hate it to, to that extent. To me, it's not the same experience. The wheel doesn't turn. That you can't tell which bit of the track's got grip or not. You've got to find a, like a magical secret patch of grip somewhere. <laughs> I hate tabs. it. Yeah, I hate it. And I suspect it's going to be the same in... Uh, in uh, If it in is, that's racing. very realistic. Usually in racing yeah. games, uh, you don't have that. There's no dry or wet line in ACC, for example. And iRacing have, I think, specifically said mm. that they're going to make sure that actually happens. So it's specific to the area of the track. You're going to have to find yeah, the grip. So <sighs> usually you don't want to go to an area that's, you know, this that's heavily rubbered in. So we've got uh, Danny here in our live chat saying rain will really highlight the difference in dri- driver skill and feel. Yeah. And that's what I'm afraid of because I it don't will ha- really highlight the difference between someone with a direct drive wheel and belt driven wheel. That w- that's what it will so do. So you'll have an advantage with a DD. Oh, absolutely. Mm. That will be huge. Us belt driven plebs are dead. Pay to win. Absolutely dead. Especially if you're running a 60 hertz monitor. The reaction time mm. that your inputs will have is going to be vital. I'm screwed. I need a new monitor for rain. I'm Because I'm using an old-ass TV here. 
VR, baby. No, VR. no, uh, no. I'm not using VR. I'm not sitting in my room with a go- with a bunch of goggles on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, I tell you what. For streamers, I can totally see the flathead uh, argument now. I, I went round. Oh, it makes yeah. me nauseous. Well, Phil Pot's stream is so good. Like Brad Philpot's stream is so good, and he mm-hmm. went from VR to three screens. I went round his house. I experienced it, and it's it's fine. We talked about it here before. The only thing I don't like is the car is a static image in front of me. You know, when I'm in VR, right. if I move, you know, I really feel that re- I can kind of lean over and check my front wing a little bit. <laughs> Whereas with there, it's like a, just a solid picture in front of you. That's yeah. the only thing that takes me out of it. And I can see the rest of the room. Apart from that, it's really good. And his stream is so much better. And I want to start streaming very soon. And having been in his three screen setup, I'm like, that, re- that actually is the best option for streaming. But you're you're only on a single screen. That's what kills me. I'm Barry. a single screen yeah. player through and through. I'm, if I'll replace this screen, it's gonna be for a single screen. I don't like triples. No, why? I'm, I might not even get an ultra wide. I might just get something that has higher hertzes and better resolution. When you need it. to look at a car to the left of you, do you press a button to look left and right? Well, usually I'll use my ears. I'll I'll, I'll confirm with the left and right button, mm. but I can hear the car. Oh. That's I'm already used to the way things are right now because I've developed these instincts that protect me and tell me I got a car, I got a gun on my inside, I got a gun on my outside. I know when that happens because I can tell from the rear view mm-hmm. mirror if they had a good entry to the corner, I can guess where they are oh, okay. now. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're like extrapolating from from data. Whatever I, that word means. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just going to go back to uh, <laughs> back to Danny's point there when he's talking about right. uh, the style. Now he oh he's saying that my style would suit the rain. I, th- I think he's wrong. I, I, I like a lot of grip. I like being patient on entry and I like, like, you know, lining myself up for the corner. I like a bit, I, I can handle understeer. I don't like understeer, but I hate it less than other people. So whilst people are struggling with understeer, I'm, I'm fine with it. In those wet conditions, I think something that really hurts me is, you know, you can't, you have to get the back end out to anticipate yes. the power and, and have opposite lock. And I don't like driving like that. What about you? Um, I, th- I think it's the it's an old guy thing because I'm the same. I like oh, understeer. Okay. Yeah, all right. I, I like understeer. Maybe maybe it's a bell driven thing. It might be as well. Because yeah. because with look, I, I, we talked about this, about this last time. If you got a direct drive that's well sorted and really finely tuned, it automatically catches the slides. Yeah. So you can have a very extreme setup, very low wing, very uh, you know, very edgy setup, and still be fine because will constantly correct it. But with these wheels, you really have to anticipate that more. Use audio markers like the tire noise and stuff like that. So we're going to have a difficult time, you and I. I, I just it's think... going to be fun, though. I think everyone's going to have a difficult time. I think I think those rain sessions are, are going to... I think they're going to put a lot of people off. I think a lot of people think they want it. And, and mm-hmm. I can imagine, like, if you go, right, here's a wet session, adapt to this... Yeah, maybe you could go and adapt and say, okay, well, it's a wet session, so I've got to slide it around here. I'll just do my best. This isn't my strongest suit. But are they going to do intermediate sessions? Is there going to be a drying line? Are they going to have your winning a race and then two laps to go, you you see rain on your visor? Is that what they're going to do? Or is it going to be out? I wish. I don't know. I I wish. That's racing. I don't see how they're going to do it well. If they pull it off, it's a masterstroke, but it's just... I think like the best they can do is have a dry session or a wet session. I I, th- I think 
like every good iRacing feature, the technology is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be rubbish for the first few months. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like the like the fixed setups were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's not going to be great for the first few months. But because it's a subscription-based service, it's going to get better and better and better to a point where we don't want to live without it. Oh, dear. Like, Mike Stoner in the chat room. If it rains at Spa official, then the race will have to be cancelled for maximum realism. <laughs> and no refunds for the spectators. Yeah. How far do we <laughs> want to take it? Like, you have to sit in the pits waiting for a pit window, and then you have to watch the safety car going out on reconnaissance laps. And they're like, nope. No, I love another, it. Another five, another five, ten minutes. Especially You're... with the F1 car. Yeah. yeah, your Discord came up with a few questions. Why don't we address some of those? We're thirty-one minutes in, so why don't we? Why don't we do another fifteen minutes? Thirty-one or so? minutes. Time flies. Really. It does, doesn't it? Right. I've enjoyed a bunch this. Of old leaders. I've enjoyed yeah, this. The, is nice. I like. I like your energy. I like the cut of your jib. That's what we say in the UK. <laughs> you heard that phrase? No. Okay. I did. I did. I like the cut of your jib and Steiny in your Discord, who also then insulted me several minutes later. That's fine. Naturally, it is tiny. Your uh, your Discord's a lot more aggressive than mine. Mine's a very kind of yeah, pleasant... toxic little assholes. I love them. I mine's, love them all. Mine is like a, a, a vestibule of political correctness and niceness. It's all very Oh, polite, yeah, we don't mine. do that. No. We don't do that. Let's make sure we... We should do a, a joint <laughs> Dory Spanners event where just all your guys just, you know, make my guys cry. Okay. Okay. Cool. I can live with that. Yeah, you you got some solid guys on your on your on your uh, side. We got some quick guys on my side. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I remember Danny. Yeah, he gave me a world of trouble <laughs> back then. I've got a couple of questions. Says Steiny, what is the current state of GT3 racing and the state of prototypes this season? What do you think will be coming for 2022? Now, when he says the state of GT3 racing, I that's think that's a very general wrong question. Yeah, I think that's the one I'd want to focus on. I hear a lot of people kind of complaining or, or discussing. BOP the... sucks. Let's oh, just right, talk okay. about okay. that. Right? Yeah. So the BOP car... fucking sucks. They so... should fix it. It's either the Audi or the or the BMW. That's okay. it. If it's a technical track, it's the, the it's the Audi. If it's a fast track, if it's a high altitude track, it's the BMW. And it shouldn't be like that. There's too many cars for only two cars to be good. Oh, right. I was going to say, you're going to have to wind this back for me. So how many GT3 cars can I pick from in those series that are mixed GT3? Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Okay, so from those seven or eight, what you're saying the problem is, is that the Audi and the BMW tend to be the strongest at any given track, which is a shame. Is it a problem that's solvable? Naturally. It's, you know, ones and zeros at the end of the day. It's just ones and zeros. They nerfed the Audi all to hell last season, and it wasn't relevant, so people stopped using it. They started using the, the, the Lambo on technical tracks because it's very similar. Now that the Audi has been de-nerfed, it's been buffed a little bit, stopped using the Lambo, started using the Audi again. But that just goes back and forth. It's not like the McLaren is all of a sudden also as competitive. Mm. Like You could see, what was the track last week? I forget. What 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 was the track last week? I remember a week not too yeah. long ago that we had a full second discrepancy really between cars on a fixed setup oh. and on open setups. A full second. Oh, on Nurburgring GP. Oh, on okay. Nurburgring GP. Wow. Because of the altitude, uh, the high altitude, the turbo cars, you know, they gain a lot more. That 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 makes sense because normally aspirated engines don't do well in high altitude. That's that's a thing. Oh, okay. apparently. 
uh, you said you were a mechanic. Just told uh, yes. electronics. I don't know. <laughs> electronics. You know, I did electronics. <laughs> you're the mechanic. You're black hands. Right. I'm clean yeah. pink hands. No, I'm I'm the grease monkey. Yeah. yeah. Not really. I don't really know much. But uh, yeah. So the, the the turbocharged cars were doing better, but the Ferrari has a turbocharger. It wasn't doing well at all. Mm. It was the the BMW full second ahead of most cars. Right. It's, it's just. It's the same category. How can a one car be one second faster? So as a as a, a noob, uh, obviously because I, I produce content and get sucked into to do, trying different stuff, I think I have three of the cars. I think I have the Lambo, the GT3, and a, and a Porsche. I the think. Lambo, the GT3? No, sorry. What the Lambo, the, the Mercedes GT3. The Mercedes. So, sorry, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I think a, a Porsche or something. I'm not sure. Okay. okay. So I want to jump into a, a race and, and go, well, my favorite is the Mercedes. I like it because it just feels like planted and throaty and the sound is incredible. I enjoy I love the Mercedes. driving that. And I like the, down to I like the steering wheel. So in VR, like that is your real steering wheel. Like, I love it. So if I want to be competitive and then we turn up at, the 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 Nurburgring no, the you know uh, the GP track yeah to be competitive I have to buy the other car so I need all eight to pay. let's just say if you're in an evenly matched split and they're using the right car and you're not mm. you're almost screwed yeah that's a shame. you need to be faster than them to keep up you know what I mean mm. that's a problem that shouldn't you know people buy. I mean, it's it's not a money thing. Like people buy the cars anyway, you know. They they like this car. Oh, I haven't tried that. I'm committed to GT3s. Let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. But it's it sucks. You you see uh you see twenty cars all the same make all the same model. What's yeah. the point? So if I want to commit to the F3 series, I, I just buy the F3 and the tracks. So if I do GT3, I've got to commit to. Learning you a have bunch to of study different the cars. Meta yeah, constantly. exactly. And you have to constantly gonna, study yeah. the meta and see what the you go on the VRS website, see every week what lap times are being done and what the differences are, and kind of guess what the better car will be. And then on Tuesday, look up the top split uh, mm-hmm. uh, results, race results, and and look up a few tops, different top splits, and see wow. who won. That's too That's much. That's what I do every week. <laughs> That's too much. I'm That's what I do that. every week. And I, I shouldn't have to do that. I should mm. just pick the car that I like and drive it. So have you bought but, all the GT3 cars? Well, naturally. Eventually, mm. there's no choice. If you were really committed to a series like the GT3s every three three months, mm. you you pretty much have to change car because the meta changes. Okay. okay. So last season, the, the Merc was great for me. It worked great. Now it's hot garbage. And I oh. have to use uh, the BMW or the Audi. So okay, yeah. so paint that in a positive light because <laughs> I, I, I've I've enjoyed the times that I've jumped into the GT3 cars. We did the Spa twenty four hour. I've been doing this thing with Brad with the Nurburgring. I, I'm I've gone from being GT curious to I'm dabbling, like I'm fully dabbling now. But what's the series? Is VRS is it one of the series that I can jump into? Isn't it with GT3s? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I recommend you jump into the sprints. GT? So, uh, no, not the sprints, sorry. The, the fixed. Okay. So the, the Fanatec GT3 fixed challenge, whatever it's called. Right? It's 20 minutes, fixed setup. You don't have to worry about mm. everything, anything. Find out. Uh, I mean, if, if you're in top split and you want to do well, if you're like in a tough split, 
then yes, you would have to pick the car. But I'm too negative because <laughs> I'm I'm there and I'm 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 always having to find the right car because or else I just would be competitive. I'm not good enough to fight three, four, five k drivers with the wrong car. I need the right gotcha. car to fight them. But in most scenarios, depending on your expectations, yes, you can probably drive anything you'd like. Uh, except maybe the Ford. It's <laughs> someone said in the live chat said, "What about the Ford? The the Ford the Ford is a meme. Everybody loves the Ford. They wanted mm. to win, but they know it couldn't. Mm. You know, <laughs> that's a shame. There's some brave souls out there driving it though. So this chat has sort of put me off. So is there a positive to like? I I understand it's people the best racing on iRacing, as in the best. Best uh, if you any. What are your uh? What are your expectations from a race? What do you want to happen for you to say, "Woo, that was fun"? I want to see my uh, the my enemies fall before me, hear the lamentations of their women, steal their lands. Uh, that's <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, but what would actually make you enjoy a race? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yes, I do. I do like uh, I do like the wheel to wheel stuff, but I also like trading lap times with someone four seconds ahead or behind. So I just I just like, uh, for example, I went into I, I used a Smurf account. I'll admit that now. I did use one of the commentator accounts to jump into a, an F3 race. I was doing the Formula Vs and they went, oh, I fancy a Formula 3 race. So I jumped in and I ended up in a, a lower split. And that was not good racing. It was random. Like there was people yeah. who were breaking in corners that were a lift. There's people who didn't really know how to take a corner and would just, just careen into you. And that was not good racing. I, I just want to be in with people who are committed to at least racing properly i don't want to be in a in an xbox lobby and a, a right. split three right. in f3 definitely felt like an xbox lobby yeah middle or bottom split f3 can feel like an xbox lobby can feel like a gta lobby sometimes yeah but yeah. uh it, yeah, it won't happen with gt3s or it will happen rarely with mm. gt3 so middle split uh, I, th- I think your main account was like two and a half three k almost my friend yes 2.8 at the Look moment, at you. Yeah, I know. Check so, me so out. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can qualify for top split more often than not. Actually, yeah. If I want to give a bunch of I rating to some GT three guys, I can not definitely necessarily. do that. You'd, really, you'd be surprised how much you, how little you lose by actually just you know being consistent mm. and not having major accidents because other people might have. Yeah, and you know if you run your race, you're you're probably not going to be dead last. So with, so with it's not going to be that big of a deal. And yeah, for, just to uh, address what you've said, I think from what you know, most people are looking for the same thing that you've mentioned, which is you know nice, clean racing. People who are competent enough. They competent. don't have to be the fastest. Yes. Yeah, competent. That's the thing. They yeah. don't have to be the fastest drivers in the world, but don't break where it's a lift, right? Don't don't or, break or, fifty or, meters or, before or not uh, break at all. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, don't break 50 meters before or after the breaking point. Break sort of where it should be and, and, and stuff like that. Then, yeah, you, you'll enjoy GT3s because people find it easier to drive. And they're not as extreme. And uh, the net code is better because they don't change direction as suddenly. Yep. So you can, mm-hmm. you can be braver d- d- dive bombing people. You can contact. You can 4X someone and still survive. And and have a good race. So I think I think in, in racing term, GT three is where it's at. So right now, I'm a very boring forty one year old dad. But in the before time, when I used to go out on uh, the country roads around Essex, that was my old stomping ground. 
you know, around uh, kind of north of Colchester, Essex, Suffolk, lots of country roads. And I would enjoy kind of getting on the power in my Alfa Romeo T-Spark or whatever, or my really, Astra. Really, you had a T-Spark? Yeah, I had a T-Spark. <laughs> I love my little T-Spark. It was fantastic. It just... It was a 147? What was it? I can't, I can't remember. Oh, gosh, gosh, uh, you, we're going back. I love um, old alphas. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, I had to top up the oil every 45 seconds. Oh, but yeah. apart from oh, yeah. that, you know, I had to have like an oil <laughs> trailer behind me to just put more more oil in. <laughs> but, you know, I had a Vauxhall Astra SRI as well. And and, and so I would drive oh, around. Essex this. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I just need a Vauxhall Nova to complete the to complete the stereotype. <laughs> the collection. But, you know, you'd go around these country roads and you're a little idiot and, and you would enjoy getting on the power in a dip and driving around the Nürburgring really kind of, it felt like driving around those Essex roads, you know, and also I was a biker as well. So a lot of times I'd be on like right. two wheels doing okay. that kind of thing too. And I have to say going, going around in those GT threes around the Nürburgring, I really felt that same feeling of line that corner up, get on the power, hang on and just love it and just experience <laughs> it. And every time I'm, I'm in those GT three cars, especially the, the Mercedes, yeah. I, I get that kind of real idiot knobhead, young racing guy kind of mentality just course through my veins, and and that's why I've enjoyed it. You need to have uh, your headphones turned up to the maximum and and just absorb it, especially in VR. Sorry, not being not Fair being flat headed. No, no, VR yeah. is more immersive. Yeah. Let's just yeah. so, put that there. It's more immersive. I it's definitely more fun. It's I lose just... I lose fifteen years. In age, yeah. when I get oh, into wow. that into that Merc and, awesome. and drive around, I tell you cars. why I think that is. Yeah, it's a public road. Yes, it, it feels that. like yeah, a yeah, public yeah. road. So it reminds you of those old B routes that you it used does. to take, and then you know all the dips, the camber, and the, the altitude changes, the sudden ones, and having no runoff. Yeah, except there's nothing coming the other way, and, that, and that's right, the, that's, that's the tricky. biggest joy. Yeah, there's no there's no tractor. <laughs> You know, coming towards uh, you, a, a one tractor hurt. overtaking another tractor, as always happens on the Essex Suffolk <laughs> border. One last question from Mike Stoner. Then Mike Stoner says, "What's a good nickname for people who use the racing line, and have you or Spanners ever used it?" When I was learning the Nurburgring with Brad, uh, I said, "Brad, it, should I put the racing line on?" just so I can see what's coming up next. And Brad's, no. Brad's answer was, no, we're not those people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. But some people do stick the racing line on, and it's allowed. Big mistake. In the officials. Is Big it even mistake. even when you're first learning a track, Dory? Is, that, is yes. it a mistake? Why? It's, it's the biggest mistake when you're first learning a, tra- a track, because you need to learn the references around you, not the racing line. The references around you are what's telling you when to turn in, when to brake, when to accelerate, how much to accelerate, how much to do everything. And if you're focusing on a racing line, you're not looking peripherally. You're not looking to your sides, looking for things, for objects that will tell you when to do things. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I fully agree with uh, Brad. Yeah. Should, uh, so we need we're a not nick- one of those people. <laughs> we're not. He was like. He was like. He was like a elitist. <laughs> it was like an old, like racist, old country guy <laughs> talking to his son. We're not those people. We are better than them. I don't know. Again with the Russian accent. I love it's it. just my generic foreign people accent. It changes. It Somehow it's Russian. I it, don't know. It flits around. It turns the, into Italian. I don't. Know. It flits around from the Mediterranean to the steppes. All, all the way out, all the way out to the you Arctic You think it's circle. Mediterranean, but I can assure you, it's 
<laughs> okay, good. It's not. It's not credible. So we can call these people linos. Oh yeah, Lino. We'll call them linos. linos. Okay, but, but we have to say it with contempt so that it becomes right. a hate linos. word. Linos. Those linos. Damn yeah. linos. We're not like those linos, son. Dory. <laughs> Dory, we are not like those linos. You're not like the linos. Yeah. Oh, you've gone Italian. I like it. We're not like I, I the try. linos. Here's a, a legitimate question with the racing right. line. Is mm-hmm. it actually the best line? No. Well, depends. Mm. Sometimes it will be. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Never used it. But is it going to help you find the best racing line? <laughs> Probably not. No, I, I think it's just a, if you really, really need it as a confidence thing to tell you where the track is going to go, then I think that only applies for people who are only going to jump on once in a blue moon. If you want to learn the track, you've got to learn the track. Here's mm. a better idea: turn damage off and just go ham. Ham? Yeah, just go crazy. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. So turn the damage off. Try to take this corner flat out. What's going to happen? Nothing. You're just going to keep going. So mm. do that. It's not going to work out. All right, hit the brakes a little bit. Is that okay now? Good. You found the line. I think and over time, you will adapt that line. I've done 5,000 laps, 3,000 laps on the Norch Life. I'm still learning things today. Wow. So, 3,000 you know, laps. Oh, yeah. I was a big Gran Turismo tryhard before I racing, and I've done many laps on uh, Life. let's leave it on Kyle Powers comment who says racing line is the biggest sim sin racing one line. of the biggest ones if I not like the... okay follow Dory Dory and Tabachnik you do great track guides you still doing those I'm, I'm still okay yeah. doing the track guides and doing other stuff on YouTube as well you can mm. find me on Dory underscore N underscore my... underscore yeah I got the underscore what am I gonna do it's Dory N because it's smart. Mm, okay, so search for Dory underscore N on YouTube. Yeah, and that'll find you. Sexy. Yeah, if you just search Dory iRacing, you do come up on a Google search really? as well. So yeah, search so. Dory iRacing. I never checked that. Let's actually, talk. actually, actually I'll, I'll do it right what, now. But the only the problem is, terms? I I speak it as I type it. So Dory underscore N. There we go. Let's see what comes up. Yep, your My YouTube channel. Ass. There you go. That is that's pretty big time. That's pretty big time. You can follow yeah. me as well. Basically I'm, famous. I'm slightly better than Dory at like just in <laughs> not not at eye racing. I'm just saying like at life or whatever. So uh, at Spanners Ready on on Twitter if you want. And I do an F1 podcast too. Do you listen to my F1 podcast, Dory? Occasionally, hmm. but it's, it's I, I the the thing is the thing okay, is I always go. watch a recording of the race. Oh, okay. So you, you guys are a huge spoiler. I actively avoid you guys. Wow. Yeah, good point. On on a Sunday. Like, I have to actively go off YouTube. I'm not, I'm like, I'm sticking my head in the sand until I can get the recording and watch. I love that. Okay. So if you're not like Dory, if you watch the race, you know, when it happens, like normal people, go and check out our, our YouTube channel, uh, Missed Apex F1. Just type it's that brilliant. in. Get Go there. watch it. It's brilliant. Uh, we it's really are, good. They're, uh, they're actually quite good at it, unlike iRacing. What a compliment. <laughs> wow. They're actually quite good at it. There we go. Can't say any better than that. Guys, we'll uh, be back next week. Until then, work hard, be kind, have fun, and get faster. It's all about having fun. It's more fun if you win. It is. <laughs> <laughs>